I didn't have to speak, but the Lord gave me something. And so I want to share a few things as how to pray for this hour, okay? And uh, so we're going to be engaged. You guys, will, will you help me? Because um, all we have, well, we have the Holy Spirit, but we have His Word. You need them both. We need the Word and the Spirit. And uh, this is war. How many of you know we're in a war? And it's not going to let up until, you know, we graduate and we go and, you know, the end of this age, it's all over with. But um, it's not over now. I want you to look over in Job chapter 22. And it won't take too long, but I, I want us to pray together about some things. Because I would love to preempt the devil's plans. You, you know, some people may say, well, who do you think you are? I'm a son of God. That's who I am. That's all I am. I'm not anybody special, but I got the special one living inside of me. And um, we have to have the word in season. But I, I really feel right now, if I can stay there, if I don't get anything from God, you know what I'm going to say? Nothing. But if I get something from him, I'm going to say everything he has appointed me to say. And so anyway, job, Job, no, not Job, Job. Some people need jobs. We need to go to work in America. And we thank God for the churches in California. Is it next Sunday? 1,200 churches are going to meet regardless of the governor's decree. So we bless the churches in California. They've been silent long enough. I don't think they've been silent, but you know what I mean. Anyway, Job chapter 22, verse 21. And uh, then we're going to go over to Isaiah 29, and I'm going to get you to pray with me through some things. But he says, now acquaint yourself with him and be at peace, thereby goodwill come to you. Receive, please, instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. If, say if. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. If you return to the Almighty. I'm so glad that at the beginning of this coronavirus issue, God somehow set us on a foundation that God was ultimately God. Remember that? I mean, we were willing to yield and be good citizens and all of that, but we established the fact that God was in charge, that we were not bowing to men. We were going to bow to God. And we know the hope is only if we return to him. Remember Hosea, I have, you know, stricken, but I will heal. I will bind you up if you return. And that's what he says in verse 23. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. You will remove iniquity far from your tents. Now that means basically repentance, right? There must be the, the foundation of repentance. Repent, therefore, that times of refreshing may come. And you remember last Sunday out on the stage. You remember the three things? Remember, and we looked at the things that I believe God wants us to remember, where we've fallen, where we've departed. Repent, 
Or what Jesus said, I will remove. No more grace. I mean, there is grace. I don't mean it like that. But that sounds like a pretty serious statement. He said, remember, repent, or I will remove your lampstand from its place. It sounds like to me the Lord didn't have a lot of grace in that statement. But I know there's, as far as human beings are concerned, but anyway, you will remove iniquity from your tents, then you will lay your gold in the dust and the gold of Ophir among the stones of the brooks. Yes, the Almighty will be your gold and your precious silver. You remember that old song we used to sing, God, you are more precious than gold. You know, what was it? More costly than gold, more precious than silver. That's what the Lord's looking for in this hour. Yes, verse 25, yes, the Almighty will be your gold and your precious silver. He wants to be what's most valuable in our lives. Verse 26, for then you will have your delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will make your prayer to him. He will hear you. You will pay your vows. You will also declare a thing and it will be established for you so light will shine on your ways. When they cast you down and you say exaltation will come, then he will save the humble person or the humble. And Chris has already given us an example. He will save the humble. Verse 30, he will even deliver, now watch this. this, this grabbed my attention. He will even deliver one who is not innocent. Hmm? Yes, he will be delivered by the purity of your hands. He will even deliver a person who is not innocent. Yes, he will be delivered by the purity of your hands. So what's the Lord saying in this? I believe what he's saying is the answer to America's ills, it's you and me. We're the ant- Jesus, we know, is the ultimate answer. But it's as God moves among us that the nation's ills will be corrected. Does that make sense? If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and what? Heal their land. So we are the remedy. Now he is the answer, but he wants to use us in this hour. And if there's repentance, and and I believe there has been. How many of you believe with me there seems to have been at least some degree of repentance turning toward God in this time of isolation? A little bit. I don't know when enough is enough. You know, when's the Lord going to say, okay, you've repented enough? I, I don't know. In my estimation, we would never get there. But God is a little bit bigger God. And he has a different standard. And I believe there's a remnant in America that has turned back to him. And God's going to show himself strong one more time in this nation. And he's going to preempt the devil's plans. I've seen some of those plans. I know. And I can boldly say, because I've seen it unfold just like I read. And I'm going to do all I can to mess it up. I'm going to do all I can. I'm not going to sit still. I'm going to be David. Who does Goliath, who does this uncircumcised Philistine think he is? 
to taunt the armies of the living God. And we're going to have to be that way. If not, you may have to go back home. I'm just going to be honest with you. I ain't going home. And I'm not going to let them inject me. But we won't go there today. Because if you say that online, they will remove you. So I won't say it yet. Okay, now let's get to the subject. Isaiah 29. Okay, now this is good. You guys want to pray with me? Will you help me? This is what I saw. There are two groups of people. Look in verse 13, Isaiah 29. First of all, inasmuch as these people draw near with their mouth, and they honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the commandment of men. Now that speaks to a certain segment of those who maybe were religious. They went to their local assemblies, but their hearts were far from him. Does that, does that make sense? And then in look in verse 15. Now here's another group of people. Woe to those, and there's a lot of those out there today. Woe to those who seek deep to hide their counsel far from the Lord. And their works are in the dark. They're doing things in the secret, hoping that you and I won't see what they're doing. Believing that even God won't see. Because they say, who sees us? And who knows us? But look what God says about it. Surely you have things turned around. In other words, you have things turned backwards. You don't know what I'm about to do. And you don't know what I know. You know that scripture in Psalm, where is it? Psalm 1, Psalm 2? Which one is it that says, he that sits in the heavens will laugh? You know, so the enemy has plans. God's laughing. What, what happened this morning? Oh, surely she's already vacated the premises. There was something that happened, and I looked at Shirley, and I said, I bet God's laughing about that. I can't remember what it was. He's probably laughing now. No, I know what it was. It was the thing about the golf course. I said, I bet God's laughing at that CNN reporter right now. But anyway... Here's the next group. So there's verse 13. Those who, they were drawing close, but their heart was far from him. And then in verse 15, these were those that are adamant. I'm not going to, I'm, listen, I'm going to be my own God. That's what I see in verse 15. How many of you guys see that? I'm, listen, I'm doing stuff. I'm going to be my own God. But look what God's, God's going to interrupt because he said, you have everything backwards. It's just the opposite of what you think. Now look in verse 14. Therefore, here's what God said. Therefore, behold, I will again. Say, I will again. Therefore, behold, I will again do a marvelous work among this people. What people? The people he's talking about in the context of the scripture. Therefore, behold, I will do a marvelous work among this people, a marvelous work and a wonder. That word, you look it up in the Hebrew, it means an astonishing work. It means God's about to do something that some people thought was absolutely impossible. 
But God is going to do that which was impossible because it is possible with God. Among verse 13's crowd and verse 15's crowd. So what's it going to take? Us to stay in our closets? Stay in our homes? No. It's being what Jenny prophesied, arising and shining in this hour. So I want us to... I want us to pray. You guys, everybody with me? I hope you're with me. If you're not, then I'm all alone. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't even, I don't know. This is totally free. This is a great day. Oh, man. I can't wait when I get, Holy Ghost, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. We ain't doing this without you. We ain't going in there. And I ain't ha- it ain't happening. It ain't happening anymore. Now, he's with us. But I want him to really come. I want things to happen that are unexplainable. How did that happen? God did it. It's just like Don Farrell's testimony. I really thought he was going to share with us last week how God stopped him from speaking. I was excited. And then he said, well, I could have really spoken if I wanted to. Don, you just messed up the whole testimony. If you could have spoken, I, th- I wanted you to share. I was hoping you were glued. I, hope you're, I was hoping your tongue was glued to your mouth or something. But anyway, okay, so we got to go into warfare. We got to pray. Pray with me. All right, this is all in the context. Verse 7. It is not yet a little while. Say, it's not yet a little while. What does that mean? It's now. It is now till Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field will be esteemed as a forest. Now, Lebanon, you can fill in the blank. I'm going to say... It's not yet a little while until Moravian Falls, until Wilkes County. But you watching in other nations, you can fill in the gap. It's not yet a little while till Nairobi, Kenya, all right, or Berlin, Germany, or wherever you're watching from. You can put your family's name. It's not yet a little while till the MacArthur's or the, the Peterson family. I don't know. It doesn't matter. North Carolina. And I'm going to put in there, America, it's not yet a little while. It's now that America shall be turned. Now, let's go on and follow suit. The first one is, shall become turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field be esteemed as a forest. Now, what does that mean? It means a whole bunch of fruit. You know what I heard? Can I tell you one thing I heard? Now, how do you know that you know that you know? I heard these from some medical professionals, but I heard. Is it okay to tell you what I heard? It's okay. What I heard was that in the coronavirus and in that thing they want to do, you know, when the V, yes, that there's something in there to cause infertility. Do you know there's some folks... They have a goal of depopulating the earth. In fact, it's in, the, it's in the open. They're not hiding it anymore. I'm not about to let them inject something inside of me if they have a goal of depopulating the earth. 
So in other words, what I think we should do is depopulate hell. It's going to backfire. The Lord said, you got it all backwards. He's speaking to those who are creating schemes in the dark dungeons of their, wherever they are. You got it all backwards. And I'm telling you, there's more fruit about to come. You've seen, you thought you've seen fruit in your life. You've seen nothing yet. Jesus said, I've appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And your fruit should remain. And I know that that plan of infertility is not of God. How do you know that? Because in Genesis, God said it from the very foundation. I purpose that you should go and bear fruit. Be fruitful and multiply. In other words, you're supposed to be having more babies, not less babies. I'm into having babies. I wish we could have more, but we can't. It's it's too late. And that's why I love my granddaughter when she comes over, Chris. You're going to love it one day. Hey, Randy, do you have grandchildren? It's amazing, isn't it? It's an absolute. They told me it was an incredible adventure, and it is. I love looking at Adeline. I can't keep my eyes off of her. And then you can just ship them off, you know, in the right time. But anyway, especially when they start doing stuff, you know. Oh, okay. She doesn't. Adeline doesn't go to the bathroom. That's pretty cool. But anyway, as far as me is concerned, because I had, oh, I did change her one time. I did. But anyway, let's get back. Listen, he's the God who was. The God who was, right? Okay, think about all that God has done in your life in the past. Now, that's good stuff, and we're grateful. We're thankful. But he's only the God who was. He's the God who is. And he's the God who is to come. So that tells me there's more fruit to come. God's not through with America. I'm prophesying that. God's not through with Canada. God's not through with Mexico. He's not through with India. He's not through with Japan. He's not through with China. God's not through with North Carolina. It's just begun. And I believe the greatest. And we got to shout it. You know, this past, when was it, uh, Wednesday night, James Arquette, we did this little thing with James, James and I. James pointed out this scripture. I've read this hundreds of times, but I don't remember seeing. But in Esther chapter 4, verse 1, remember Mordecai, it says when he learned of all that happened, the plot to kill all the Jews, it said that he tore his clothes. I remember, I've read that. I remember seeing that. Put on sackcloth and ashes, and he went into the midst of the city and cried out with a loud voice and a bitter cry. In other words, that's what we need to be doing, Dr. Mark. Shouting out with a loud voice. We're not going to whisper in this hour. We're going to get louder. You think the church in America is in, I know we've been mostly irrelevant, but we're about to become obnoxious to the people that don't want to hear what God has to say. God's going to have a people. He's going to have sons and daughters that are going to speak, thus saith the Lord. I've shared with you many times, you, you remember when I was in seminary, you know, I was the radical one in the back. And I wanted to ask the question, when is God going to raise up the people that say, thus saith the Lord again? Well, guess what? We've arrived. It's going to happen. Kids are going to say, thus saith the Lord. 
Anyway, we're a city set on a hill, a light of the world. We cannot be hidden. You know that scripture that says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church? You know I've been preaching that wrong. This is confession. I looked at it as more of a defensive posture. You know, the gates of hell will not prevail against. That's not what it's about. It's an offensive posture. The gates are that which wants to keep us out. Listen, the church will not be on lockdown. We will not be locked out of the devil's territories. The gates of hell. We shall prevail against the devil's lockdown places, as in other words. Does that make sense? I'm seeing that in a whole different way. I didn't know that. I'm confessing. And now I know it. And now that's, we just, if you know it, then you should be doing it. Okay, the next thing, look in verse 18. Now this is where I want to get you to pray with me. No, no, let's pray first. Lord, just agree with me. Father, we thank you. There must fruit that these people, we, our families, our city, our state, our nation, more fruit than we've ever known. Now is the time. This is the hour. We thank you. This is not a time for less fruit. It's a time for more fruit. You are the God who was, and we are grateful. You're the God who is, and we are very grateful. But you're also the God who is to come, and we are extremely grateful for the time that you've called us to live. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, verse 18, the next thing. In that day, say in that day. In that day, the deaf shall hear the words of the book. What book? This book. This book. The deaf shall hear the words of the book. Now I know there have been those that tried to ban the Bible. They've tried to remove it, burn it, discredit it. You know, remove it and, or try to, you know, you forbid it from being spoken being written, or, but I'm telling you, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. God's going to have a voice. He's going to speak. And even those who were hard of hearing are going to begin to hear the words of the book. That sound okay to you? I got some folks in my family. They're not listening. If I speak to them, it goes in this ear and it comes out the other. I'm not talking about my family right around here. I'm talking about extended. How many of you have people in your family? Sometimes you try to tell them, hey, listen, that's not the way it is. There's a bigger way. There's a greater way. And yet they're not listening. Well, I want to prophesy right now, God's going to open the ears even of those who could not hear. God specializes in giving ability to hear to those who can't hear. So is that okay if he opens the ears of the deaf? Well, let's declare it. Let's believe it. That's, that's what he says. In that day, the deaf shall hear the words of the book. So, Lord, we thank you right now across America. Those who had been deaf, hard of hearing, are going to begin to hear the words of the book. We declare it over them. We thank you, God. There's nothing impossible with you. And so, Lord, we take out the earplugs. Lord, we know the, there's 24 hours a day rhetoric coming from all of the 
the newscast, but Lord, we thank you that your news is greater than CNN, greater than NBC, greater than CBS. We thank you for the good news. And we thank you for the new anointing that is coming to shout the good news that will be heard even for the first time by many in Jesus' name. So, okay, the next thing. And the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. Do you think there's any, any obscurity and any darkness in America today? Man, Deborah, what was it like in New York City? The streets, were they as empty as what they show on TV? They're pretty empty. That looks pretty obscure to me. Yes, and we just got ours a little bit open. We actually went to Tennessee on Monday just to get in on a restaurant. I wanted to sit in a restaurant. And then they opened them up in North Carolina, right? 50% or no, 25%, you know. 50, I don't know what it is. Is it 50? Good, we'll bring half our appetite. We probably need to anyway, but anyway, they're going to see. They're going to see. I need you to agree with me. Just say, America is going to see again. They're going to see out of obscurity and out of darkness because God said it's going to happen. And I agree with him. The eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. Now, verse 19, the humble shall also increase their joy in the Lord. Now, think about that. I know there's the joy of the Lord, but there's also the joy in the Lord. Do you know he's a jealous God? We have been getting a lot of our joy from other places than from where he has intended us to get it from. I must admit, there's a little bit of joy in watching my LSU Tigers win a national championship. I'm just confessing it. I'm just confessing. I had a little joy. Actually, I had a lot of joy. And it's not that that's that bad. But our joy is going to come from the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It's not the joy of these things. Whatever's in the world and all that's of the world is passing away. It's all passing away. You're not going to remember it next year. If there is a next year in all of that stuff. Isn't it amazing how all those gods begin to fall one after another? The NFL, the NBA, the NCAA, one after another, after another. And God was jealous. God wanted our undivided attention. Well, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. And we thank you, God, for doing that. Lord, we thank you that the the humble shall increase their joy in the Lord. And the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. Who is the Holy One of Israel? You guys don't know? Jesus. Is he not the Holy One of Israel? Jesus. They shall rejoice, the poor among men. Who are the poor? Well, it's a whole lot more than it used to be because of all the lockdowns. But that's not what that word means. It's the poor. It's the needy. It's those who confess their need of God. 
They're going to find him. Blessed are the hunger and thirst, for they shall be filled. And God is going to increase the joy, and he's going to show himself strong to the poor among men. Thank God for that. Let's just agree. You guys agree with me. Because if America could somehow get a taste of the riches of God, they would discover that's exactly what they've been waiting for all along. That there's nothing in this world that can even begin to compare what God wants to give us and who our God is. Everybody in agreement with that. So, so Lord, we just declare over America that we're poor. We prophesy that we're poor, Lord, not literally, although many are now, but God, we pray that there would be a a fresh wave of this understanding that we are spiritually impoverished because of sin. And we thank you that it's the riches of Christ that is the ultimate answer for the sin of our nation. And God, we pray that the poor would become rich all over the land, and we declare this according to your word in Jesus' name, amen. And then in verse 20 and verse 21, and I'm going to go quickly. For the terrible one is brought to nothing. The scornful one is consumed, and all who watch for iniquity are cut off. Those who make a man an offender by a word, and they lay a snare for him who reproves in the gate, and they turn aside the just by empty words. And there's a whole lot you could say about that. But just to say it in a simple way, the terrible one shall be brought to nothing. Who is the terrible one? The devil. Did not the Holy Spirit come to convict the world of sin? Of what? Righteousness and what else? Judgment. What kind of judgment is that? Anybody? That the ruler of this world is judged. You know, we focus on the other realms and types of judgment. And, and there will be. The justice of God will be played out. Some will not face justice until this life is over. And if that's really be better if they face justice in this life. Would give them opportunity to awaken and repent. But the Holy Spirit was given that the ruler of this world is judged. Not going to be judged. Now, he will be. Revelation, the last, what is that, chapter 20, 22, wherever in there, talks about he will be tossed into the lake of fire. You know. Now, that's a pretty big judgment. And that's his destiny. But he's been judged now. So what are you and I to do about it? Remind him about it and enforce that judgment on the earth that the ruler of this world has been judged. So we declare that over our nation, our state, our families, our children. In the name of Jesus, we declare that the terrible one has been brought to nothing. Lord, we remember that scripture that says there will be a day. We will look and we will say, he's the one that deceived the nations. Are you kidding me? That is what deceived the entire earth. Father, we declare your word. We thank you that the Holy Spirit has come.
to convict of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, that the ruler of this nation, the ruler of the power of the air, all of this has been judged. And we stand on that word. We stand on the finished works of Calvary. In the strong name of Jesus, and God, we ask you to help us to enforce it and to walk it out every day, every day, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Well, let's finish this up. Let's skip on down. Look, um, verse 22, Jacob shall not now be ashamed. I think that's those who have a covenant with him. Nor shall his face now grow pale. Listen, this is not the time to coward. This is not the time to retreat. This is not time to go into fear. This is the time to rise up and be the people of God. And then verse 23, but when he sees his children, the work of my hands in his midst, they will hallow my name. They will fear me, the Holy One of Jacob, and fear the God of Israel. Listen, when we see the children, the blessing on the children, when we begin to see the harvest coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west, I'm fully expecting a harvest in this hour. I've seen the book. Now, you guys don't know. You weren't around. But I saw in a dream the book that was empty. And the Lord, in my, as, as the years have come by, he's shown me that was a book that will be filled up with the, the names of all the people that are going to be saved as a part of a last day great harvest that will spread all across the earth. And I'm not backing down off of that. I ain't giving up. I don't care what they do. I don't care what they say. CNN can come take my picture. They can say, you don't have a mosque on. That's what Rodney Howard Brown, that's the way he says it. You don't have a mosque. I'm going to say, Rodney, what are you talking about? A mosque. Don't you mean mask? It sounds hicky to me. I like mosque. You can come take my picture. It's not the mosque. It's what's inside of, what's behind the mosque. We're to be the people of God in this hour. It's time to arise and shine. And that we can't back up. And then the last thing. Okay, this is it. And those who erred in spirit will come to understanding. And those who complained will learn doctrine. What does that mean? The erred, those who went away, they, they stumbled in deception or whatever they got off they're going to come back to the knowledge of the truth it never was about all the things we thought were that important anyway it's about Jesus he is the way he's the truth he's the life and then the word complain means discontent murmurers grumblers and gossipers now I'm just going to be honest with you the church in America has been full of grumblers, complainers, murmurers, and gossipers. If you pick that back up in this hour, I, I don't know. God have mercy on you. That's all I know. There ain't nothing to complain about. You lost everything so that we could find the one who is everything. We lost it all so we could find the one who is all, who has it all, and then will be ultimately the only 
Everything will be summed up in him. It's all about him. So Lord, we also want to pray right now for those that erred, for those that were the mumblers, the complainers, the grumblers, the gossipers. Lord, we thank you for mercy because we've all been there. So we ask you for forgiveness. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We repent. And Lord, we thank you that many who erred will come back to understanding. And God forgive us that we focus on things that divided us rather than that which most unites us, which is your son. And so we honor you and we thank you. And so God, I pray for everyone in this room. I speak this prophetic scripture over their lives, over their families and over their children. Someone said they had some liberal children. Lord, I thank you. The days are numbered. Their days are numbered. I thank you, God, you're going to open the eyes of the blind and the, the ears of the deaf. Thank you, God, for the harvest. We're going to rejoice in the Holy One of Israel when we begin to see all of our children coming from all directions to the Son of God. Lord, thank you we get to live in this hour. Thank you that we're co-laboring, Chris, Jenny, JT, all of us. God, thank you we get to be a part of the family of God. And there's only one head, and his name is Jesus. And we get to line up and just be who we've been called to be, sons and daughters of the living God. And we thank you for our nation. Thank you, God, you're going to disrupt the plans of hell. That you even now, as I read in this word, you're speaking to those and you're saying you got it all backwards. God is the one that can turn it all around. He's the one that uses what Satan intends for evil for good. And we declare that over our nation. God, we thank you and we trust you. We believe you. We honor you. And God, we want to step into this hour. Old is passed away, all has become new. I want you to stand up. We got to do something prophetically. We we got to step into this moment. We're only going to get this one. This is one shot. I don't know if God will let us have a repeat of this this season. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying we might not have to go back in some things. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying we've the church has launched into a season. I don't know if he'll give us chance to do this over. Does that make sense? It's the mercies of God that put us in seclusion. Now, I know the devil had a plan. We're understanding that plan. And we ain't going there. But I know that our God is God. God is God, not the devil. What were the three things at the beginning of the year the Lord gave us? God is what? Come on, guys. He's good. What else? You learned it when you prayed. He's great. And then what is he? You remember. He's God. He's God. The church has had to learn it first. America is on the way. So I don't know how to do this, God, but I want you to uh, prophetically... Just see where you are. Now, I know, listen, I'm not saying everything we've done was bad. He's the God who was. But he's the God that is. Okay, that's where you are now. How many of you? You're where you are now. You can't go back to yesterday. 
Anybody want to go back to yesterday? Nobody I know wants to. Okay, so you're the God who was, you're the God who is. Now you're the God who is to come. So just in a way, some, some way, prophetically, step, take a step forward and say, God, I'm stepping in to the God who is to come and to the God who is calling me into this hour to be a man, to be a woman, to be a son or a daughter made for this moment. Thank you for all you did. Thank you for what you're doing. But thank you, God, that I get to be a part of what you shall yet do. And eye is not seen and ear is not heard the things that you prepared for all of those that love you. And so, God, by faith, we cross over prophetically. We declare this over the church and our nation. We cross over into this new season. And, God, we thank you. We will discover the greatness of our God, the goodness of our God, and that God is God all over again. Lord, I pray. Lord, I don't know what you want to do next Sunday. I'm I'm all with all those prophecies that said it's going to be a Pentecost like no other. So, Lord, maybe you could hold me back a little bit. But I want it all now, God. I've never been that way. I'm not the kind that wants to wait around another week. That's my impatience. But anyway, forgive me. God, I want everything. And I want these, I want us to have everything. I declare over Wilkes County, North Carolina, God, that this would be a breakout time in this county. In the name of Jesus, we declare to the remnant of coronavirus, leave our county in Jesus' name. You have no more place. You lying scum. You deceitful demon, go in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray there'll be no more cases. Now, God, you're going to have to work in overtime because they can adjust the test and every one of us could be found with coronavirus. So, God, you're going to have to be a big God in this hour. But we thank you. You are a big God in this hour. Hallelujah. Thank you. We don't have to pretend, guys. You just tell the truth. Do you know they could test you? How many of you have ever had a cold? How many of you have ever had a flu? Do you know that coronaviruses have been around forever? Well, not forever, but they've been around. And so they could test you. You could have the coronavirus. It's an amazing time we're living in. What are these, God, the last days? They could be. So anyway, I want to seal this prayer. Some of you are probably, I know some of you are probably thinking, now what are you talking about? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't, worry about it. Don't worry about it. I probably shouldn't open that can of worms. Only walk in the truth God shows you. He showed me some things. It doesn't mean he's shown everybody. So anyway, Lord, seal it. Not my opinions. Seal the work of the Holy Spirit. Seal the word, God. Seal the word. We receive by faith. We embrace the moment. But we know, God, it is a real disease. And that really is a disease, okay? We know that, right? And that's what we curse. And we command to leave. That there be no more place for the coronavirus. In the name of Jesus. From the nations. 
God, we pray that California will suddenly, they will begin to find there's no more cases. God, we pray in the name of Jesus from Washington State to Maine to Massachusetts. Father, we pray for Ohio. We pray for Illinois. We pray for Michigan. Father, we lift up Michigan. God, we pray for a wind of the Holy Spirit to blow over Michigan. Battle Creek, Michigan, come alive. Annapolis, come alive. Detroit, come alive in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for what you're about to do in L.A., Sacramento, San Jose, San Diego. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. Just speak a city that comes to your mind right now. Lord, we thank you. Spokane, Washington. Seattle, Washington. Come alive. Come alive in the name of Jesus. Chicago, Illinois. In the name of Jesus. God, we thank you. You're going to override the dictates of men and women. Thank you. The word of God is that which will last forever. We speak Isaiah 29 over Chicago, Illinois. Come alive, church, in the name of Jesus. Come alive, Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Now, Lord, everyone in this room, I ain't letting them go until you give them everything you want to give them. I dump. Lord, I pray, let them be dumped. Levels of faith they've never walked in before. Levels of anointing. Fresh mantles. Fresh fire. God, I pray for the fire of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I pray for joy. The joy of the Lord to break out in the house of God. I pray that we're the house of God. So I declare it. The joy of the Lord. Break out right now. Wells of salvation. Spring up, O oh well, in the name of Jesus. God, I activate every gift of the Holy Spirit. God, I thank you. There have been prophetic things spoken about laying hands on the sick, raising the dead. God, I declare that. I stir up the gifts in every one of these right now. Your sons and daughters. God, I thank you. We're not going to walk in less. We're going to walk in far more, far more, greater, greater fruit, greater anointings. God, I thank you. Those who know their God shall be strong and shall carry out great exploits, greater works, Thank you, Lord. I declare that. Ministries, come forth. Provision, come forth in the name of Jesus. God, I pray supernatural signs, wonders in the name of Jesus. Sons and daughters, come forth. Hallelujah.